0: You're listening to Breathe Like a Badass, the podcast for ambitious but anxious women who want to cut through overwhelm, negative self-talk, constant comparison and fear so that they can get the inner calm, clarity and focus that they need to build happy, fulfilling, freedom-filled businesses and lives that truly light them up, which is what we all want, right? I'm Hannah, your host, and I am an e-slash INFP yes I can be an extrovert and an introvert almost at the same time and I live in Southwest London with my coffee very plentiful supply of chocolate and my partner Ollie and I use down-to-earth science-based meditation techniques to support women like you in creating the successful fulfilling and incredible freedom-filled life and business that you deserve long story short I help you to be and love exactly who you are so that you can go out and do the work that you truly love and that really lights you up in this podcast i interview some absolutely incredible guests on topics ranging from meditation mindfulness habits the power of routine how to be kind to yourself and just give yourself a damn break what it's like when you try things and fail what it's like when you try things and actually maybe succeed, and how to take all of that hard-won life experience to become more fulfilled women, business owners, partners, friends, parents, or whatever it is that is super important and central to making our lives more meaningful, powerful, and successful, whatever that means to us. This week, I am talking to Glorianne Jones, a certified hypnotherapist who helps women through difficult patches in their life. No matter the transformation that they are going through, whether career issues, fear around pregnancy or self-worth crises, Glory Ann helps women who feel lost, stressed and alone to walk the path of personal transformation and claim their true place in their own life. In this podcast, we covered what even hypnotherapy is, what it isn't, dispelling some of the myths that exist around it and how it can actually help in your everyday life. How to understand how the beliefs and experiences that you've had in childhood continue to affect you now and how to overcome that with grace and forgiveness. How to let go of what's weighing you down and move ahead with courage. How to lead your life more with your heart and not get so stuck in your own head. How to use your understanding of your own past and subconscious beliefs to move forward confidently into your future. Why good breathing and the breath is so key to hypnotherapy in the same way as it often is for meditation and mindfulness and how to use it to best effect. How to see hypnotherapy as something that you can actually use in your daily life and stop it from being something very intimidating or inaccessible. How hypnotherapy can be another powerful tool in your emotional toolbox to deal with real world difficulties and upheaval even in today's challenging times. And we talked about Glorianne's own habits as a teacher and female entrepreneur that keep her healthy and happy and sane. We also spoke about why being a freedom-seeking female entrepreneur is such a rebellious act. We also began the conversation with a brilliant discussion about ice cream sorbet and the difference between UK and US sherbet. As Glorianne recorded this podcast outside on her deck in absolutely beautiful sunshine, bliss. If you listen very carefully, you can hear the birds singing and the wind blowing through the trees. It was truly wonderful. This episode was honest, insightful, and incredibly calming. Glorianne has a way of combining difficult mental concepts with really practical tips, and she's such a warm and open presence that I could not help but feel empowered and encouraged by her work and her way with words. And I truly hope that you feel the exact same way too, even if you've never thought that hypnotherapy would be for you. As usual, all the show notes and information about this episode can be found on my website at breathelikeabadass.com forward slash podcast. That's it for the intro, on with the show. Okay, Glorianne, we are recording. Thank you so much for making time in your day to chat. I'm really excited to hear everything about your work. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, I am so excited to be here. This is so fun.
0: I must say, some people that are listening to this, just to the audio of this, won't be able to see, but you are sitting outside in a beautiful, beautiful balcony by the looks of things. So where are you calling us from today?
1: So I am calling you from my upper deck. That's, uh, it's outside. It is a beautiful, it is a beautiful day. So I love to work out on my upper deck because it puts me out in nature but I'm still doing my work. And as you know, as a entrepreneur, you kind of have to do your work, even though it's gorgeous outside. And yeah, this is how this is how I kind of make it all work for me. Totally. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, I've even talking of doing being an entrepreneur and doing your work anywhere. I've even been working on holiday and wanting to kind of get a few things done. So I've just been like outside on the balcony and it's beautiful sunshine and I'm like sitting there on my laptop. So yeah, I totally get it. I would be the same as you. I'd be out on the deck every day.
1: It it totally shifts the energy, you know, it, it it helps me to have a better attitude and it's just, I, I think sometimes I can even work a little bit longer because I'm not feeling closed in. So, totally. yeah,
0: I'm outside today. I love it. I can even hear like the birds singing and everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Cool, 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 cool. So, the first question that I always ask my guests, which I kind of love because it's really revealing and interesting and exciting What are you most obsessed with or loving at the moment? And it does not have to be about your work.
1: <laughs> so, I am, and this is not going to be about my work. Um, because we have all been in this, uh, this crazy place here with all sorts of restrictions and whatnot, and they're starting to be lifted here in the States, but, um, I am obsessed with either ice cream or sherbet. And I go back and forth. It is, it's like, it's the craziest thing. I don't, I don't even know. You asked, that's what came, that's what came out. So sherbet,
0: so sherbet. Like, so I feel like as a British person, sherbet is a really British thing. Is that not really? true? Do you guys get? Do you guys know. have it there?
1: Well, what do you mean it's a British thing? I don't know. I just have this
0: idea of like sherbet being a thing that we used to get when we were kids that like really. <laughs> really cheap, like, sweetie <laughs> sweetie shops, which we would call them. Okay. In, in the U.S., you would call them candy stores, and we would call them sweetie shops. I just okay. have that association with it, but maybe not. Tell me about American sherbet.
1: Okay, so American sherbet is um, kind of like ice cream, but with fruity flavors. Is that, is that what your sherbet is? Oh no. See, that's, oh my gosh, this is so funny.
0: See, I love this question because it always reveals all these interesting things that you would never otherwise talk about. So uh, to be honest, I wouldn't call myself a sherbet connoisseur, so I'm not going to (laughs) like pretend that I'm the authority on this, but the sherbet that I think about is like this kind of sweet, sort of sweet sour tangy uh almost like powder and you dip oh. you dip your fingers in it or you can dip a, a, lo- a lollipop like a into candy it stick
1: or something yeah yeah okay okay yeah that is no okay so my sherbet so american sherbet is is like you it's frozen it's like ice cream it's, it's so it's it's, it's kind it's of like sorbet sorbet doesn't have any cream in it so that was my other thing So yesterday I had, I think, maybe it was a lemon sorbet. And I said to my husband, I was like, oh, this is so disappointing.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah, totally. Sorbet just feels like super healthy ice cream. What is the point of it? it, it, Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, my God. I have learned something new today. I didn't know that. So sherbet is like fruity, icy ice cream.
1: Correct, so it's made with cream, but it has fruit like f- fruit flavors like raspberry and watermelon and um mango, so I love mango uh the watermelon's a little bit weird. I don't like um f- like fake flavored strawberry thing, so I would never get that, but oh yeah,
0: my <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it, and I love the fact that you're sitting outside on your deck and it's beautiful weather, and you're talking about all this frozen amazingness, so good, oh my gosh. Okay, so see, I love that question. I really think it's it's the best way to start the interview. Before we dive deep into the hypnotherapy and the deep stuff, let's yes. talk about ice cream first. Yes. I think well, it's
1: absolutely the absolutely. best way. It makes me happy. <laughs> so you know, like, do I like ice cream better? Which my favorite ice cream right now is um, mint, mint chocolate, like cookie chocolate thing, like an Oreo. And then my sherbet would be probably the mango one, and sorbet is totally out. I, I put it back in the freezer, but I probably should have just thrown it in the garbage. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: it sounds so good. Do you know what? On Instagram yesterday, I, sh- I saw a video of somebody mixing ice cream, and it only had three ingredients in it it was something like frozen apricot frozen banana and frozen strawberry and then it was all like smooshed together and it made this amazing creamy ice cream thing and I was like I mean obviously I wasn't eating it because I saw it on Instagram but I was like mesmerized by the video I was like oh god I need to make it oh so good anyway this podcast is not about ice cream unfortunately we could talk about it for hours um and on a previous episode of this podcast I think I started with the same question and we ended up having a conversation about sourdough bread for about half an hour so I'm gonna
1: hilarious,
0: yeah I'm gonna rein it in from the ice cream chat even though I don't really want to and I'm gonna say for people that don't know who you are let's talk about your business and your mission because I know you describe yourself as a hypnotherapist yeah and when I asked you about your work you said that you help people and I quote to dive into the subconscious mind to figure out exactly why they have issues with self-worth, self-love, and belonging. And I just think there's so much in that that I'd love to ask you about. So how did you get to be doing what you're doing now? And oh. what does your work mean? Like, what, is, what do you mean when you say you're a hypnotherapist that helps people dive into their subconscious mind, basically to figure out their self-worth
1: problems? Sure. Sure. So when I tell somebody that I'm a hypnotherapist, they, the first thing they think is, are you going to make me, you know, quack like a duck or something, you know, the tricks that you might see on stage. And I say, no, but it's kind of the same in that, um, you know, like they do that trick and that's the air quote trick. And, um, when they're talking they make you so the hypnotherapist in this case we're talking about a stage hypnosis um they've got you right on the edge of your seat kind of and you're very much listening to their voice so everything else kind of falls away and you get into this zone and um, there the, the hypnotist will ask you, um, you know, I I I don't think that anybody can make you do anything, but they will, you know, ask you, can you do this? Can you do that? You know, can you lock your hands and not let them go? Um, kind of like that. Can you bark like a dog? Sure. So it's um that's kind of what people think of at first. And then I have to kind of reel them back and say, well, actually, this is how I use hypnosis as a tool. And I help people, exactly what you said, dive into their subconscious mind. So the conscious mind is the part of us that makes those decisions um, just right in the moment. Mm. But those decisions are based on what the subconscious mind is saying. So um sure so you might make a decision about something
0: or have a kind of recurring thought about something and you don't even
1: realize why exactly exactly so um the subconscious mind has taken has collected all of this information for as long as you've been born like literally um and you could we could argue back further um, if you if you wanted, we could talk about that. But um, from the moment you were born to however old you are, like right now in this moment, um, all of that information is in your subconscious. So if you have something that you learned as a child that um, was misunderstood, or maybe somebody was just in a rush to do something and they said something that may have been hurtful to you, like, you know, sit down and be quiet or I'm tired of your questions or, you know, like the, you know, little kids are forever asking a million questions because they are trying to figure it out. But as adults or parents, even, um, we're like, Oh my gosh, that's enough of the questions. Um, so maybe somebody might move forward in their life and just stop questioning why things are the way they are. And then they just go on, um, just doing what everybody tells them. So then they are kind of um, stuck in that pattern of doing for other people instead of um, looking back and finding, you know, well, maybe this isn't right for me or why would I do that? But it's something that they learned so long ago that, you know, the conscious mind doesn't know that, okay, now that I'm an adult, I can ask these questions now that I'm an adult. I can, um, you know, decide what's best for me versus what's best for somebody else. And maybe that somebody else is asking me to do something because I'm always the obliger, right? So I'm always doing for them. Um, But what if I stopped and I gave them the opportunity to figure it out for themselves? Now, you know, they've been taught to fish versus me handing them fish all the time. You know, that old analogy there. Sure. uh, can teach a, a man to fish you he can eat for ever but yeah, you, yeah. Get it, you can only eat for the day totally um,
0: and, and so I kind yeah. of love how you talk about it happening to you as a child because it's almost like something that felt quite hurtful to you as a child maybe as an adult you would kind of understand you'd be like oh okay I get it my parents didn't want me to question all the time like intellectually I understand that I get it Intellectually, being told that as an adult probably wouldn't have hurt me as much, but I'm carrying that belief I'm carrying that sense of hurt from when I was a tiny child all the way up to to now. And it's like you're almost bringing the wounds from when you were a little child into your adult life. but like you say, you maybe don't actually remember exactly which comment it was that hurt you, so you're just kind of going around with all this hurt sort of baggage that you're carrying around and you don't
1: yeah so so okay okay it's so interesting that you say baggage because one of the other analogies that I use is um you know how you go to school you have your backpack uh and every you know every new year um you have maybe a new backpack but what if you're carrying the old backpack from last year and the year before that, and then maybe you have to get a bigger backpack and shove everything that you have been carrying, all of those old notebooks that, you know, you've already learned those lessons, so you can let them go. And when everything gets so heavy, and you're feeling down and your energy is being sucked into carrying all the weight of you know, your previous years of learning, you know, you take out what you need and then you move forward instead of carrying everything. It's kind of like, um, uh, maybe a cliff notes of your life. I don't know if they have cliff notes anymore. Maybe it's spark notes now. I don't know. Totally. That, I think it's spark notes here. I don't know. What you guys have there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the carrying of those old stories, You know, you don't, you don't need to do that. We don't need to, you know, remember, well, maybe some people need to remember sentence structure, but, um, you know, all of the rules of English, when you you have now these big words that you've learned in um, high school, Mm. Um, you know, here we have SAT words, so those are the big vocabulary words, and you can take those or you can use the little ones but you don't have to carry every single spelling test that you've had with yeah you that you ever now have ever had. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah
0: yeah. Exactly. yeah okay I totally get that so talk me through talk me through hypnotherapy so I have done a podcast previously with a woman who founded a hypnotherapy app and in some ways it's quite similar to meditation Mm -hmm. in that and this is my reading of it and i but feel free to correct me or or obviously say well actually what i do is slightly different of course but my understanding of hypnotherapy is that in some ways it's similar to meditation in that it allows you to be still and gives you access to maybe what's actually going on in your mind kind of once you dig deeper and once you kind of give yourself a bit of space and a bit of bit of grace from all of the distractions and the noise and what you think you should be doing and what everyone else is telling you that you should be doing and what you yourself are telling you you should be doing as well Um, but obviously the process is slightly different so if I was going to work with you and we were doing a hypnotherapy session And I said to you, "Okay, I have a real difficulty believing in myself, which I do very often. What would we what would we do? How would it work?
1: Sure. Oh, gosh. So the first thing I would do is have you, you know, whether you're coming into my office, it'd be so great if you came into my office, just hop a plane, come on over. Um, Or if we did it through, you know, like a Zoom call like we're we're doing here, um, I would have you get comfortable. I would have you, um, even before we started, I would send you some um, pre-recorded exercises to go through to help you get in line with the way that I talk when I'm doing a session. So right now, my energy is high. And when we do a session, I'm much more calm and I am, you know, helping to bring you into that zone that is just... Deeper and calmer, and you know, just you're able to lift and let go of the things that are holding you down or weighing you down. So you would come. In, so all right. So we're in a session. I would have you think about a place that brings you great comfort. Uh, a sacred space is actually what I what I call it. So this is part of the exercises beforehand you tell me about that and, and we really talk about it. And I put you, you know, through your telling me, and I'm telling you, you know, now imagine that, imagine that you're walking on the beach. You know, what does the sand feel like? Is it cool? Is it warm? Is it wet? Is it, you know, is it dry? Is it sticking to you? Can you hear the sand beneath your feet? So can you hear your footsteps? So these are kinds of things that if you were actually at the beach, you might not even register those things. But now we're taking it down. We're taking it, taking away all of those other distractions. And when I can focus you and focus your mind, your thought, um, your sensory input even into one thing, into one place, then you are able to move forward as I count down which is kind of moving forward to count down but um, I bring you even deeper into that one sensation into that one place into that one state so the state that we're going for is one that is deeply and completely relaxed and it's really cool so
0: then yes so there's a lot of similarity there and I'm not trying to kind of say oh yeah and just pick and choose the pieces of of your craft and say oh yes that's like that's like meditation totally but I kind of it is like meditation absolutely yeah I think I recognize a lot of that in the sense that it's it's using your attention in your body And allowing you to focus on sensation and maybe your five senses and really going physically into how you feel in your body and using that as a way in to understanding what's going on in your mind. And I think that's kind of why I find what you do so interesting because so many of us, especially the women that I speak to, that I work with, and the women that will be listening to this podcast, we're always in our heads. We're always sort of trying to think our way out of thinking. We're like, well, if I just think more, if I just try harder, if I just strategize a little bit more, if I just work longer hours, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And it's almost like the phrase that I always come back to is like, you can't think your way out of
1: thinking. You have to like get into your body and figure it out that way. Yes. Yes. So, you're okay so this is this is how i think of it your gut is connected to your heart and your heart is connected to your mind and when the mind is kind of the last thing that should have the say um but it seems like it's the first thing that has to say in you know today's life um, so we need to kind of go backwards a little bit and and Allow the heart to speak, allow the gut to speak. So when, pe- when we talk about um, you know, I had a, a gut reaction or a gut instinct or follow your intuition, you know where do you feel that? You feel that in maybe the butterflies in your stomach or maybe it was ooh a tightness that, ooh, that's maybe that's not the right thing for me. Um, and then the heart, I mean, the heart should be leading everything that we do uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, if we can love first, I mean, everything would come together so, so wonderfully. Uh, but our mind, our mind gets in the way and in our minds, it's our ego. But um, you said something really interesting and you um, talked about going into the body and um, we try to think our way out of thinking or th- Is that how you phrase it? Um, We have to move from the head into the heart. So when you can come into the body, you can open that doorway to your heart. So that's actually the first place that I lead uh, my clients is into the heart. And it's not the physical heart. It's now kind of um, an energetic heart that we're talking about. And this is a place where a lot of people, don't go or didn't know they could go or didn't know it wasn't even an option that they had this this energetic heart um and oftentimes they find themselves uh, or an image of themselves a piece of themselves hiding in the corner of this heart in the darkness so i have to it's like a piece of themselves that they didn't give themselves permission to feel
0: before or yes. to, to acknowledge. I, I think that's so true. So many of us, yes. we kind of know, like, we already really know. I mean, this is what I always say to, to people that I work with it's like, well, you already know what you need to do. You just need me to help you, like, figure it out, give
1: yourself permission to do the thing you already know. Like, <laughs> so there are so many books out there that are literally titled you know um if kids came with directions if you if if you were born with your life map, if you were i mean not really these titles but you get the idea every every book is like you're missing something so this is how you're gonna get it or whatever but if we acknowledge that we have everything that we need and we just need to go in, and, and you know sometimes we need help going in, and whether it's through meditation. Um, and I started, I, that's where I started. I started with meditation. I love meditation. I think it's phenomenal. Um, and that's, you know, to me, uh, meditation is kind of that that first place that that foundation. Mm -hmm. and um hypnotherapy would be kind of going into the basement Mm um it's just below that so if we let me think of this uh, metaphor here if we have your foundation of your house so your everything that you build upwards and then below your foundation is kind of like the earth right so it's not necessarily you or it's not necessarily me but we're a part of everything. So it is. And that's, you know, all of the information is there. And we just have been told for so long that, oh, I wish I had directions. Oh, I wish I, you know, I wish I knew what to do or I wish I knew how to make this decision or if this is good or bad for me. But we do know, we just don't trust ourselves to look inside to get the right answer because we always have this mind that is on 24 7. Telling us, what it's telling us really is it's kind of trying to protect us. And it's saying, you know, wow, we already know where we are right now. And if you change it, we might not know what's going to happen. So if you're not able to step out or higher or in a different direction from where you are now, you'll always be where you are with. All of your pain, all of your hurt, all of your questions, all of your um, self-doubt and, you know, your, your your self-loathing, all of that stuff. You need to get out of that and climb up higher. And maybe, maybe you see somebody else that is enjoying life or maybe they came from the same place that you were, but... Wow, how did they how did they do that? How did they have that courage? How did they have that strength to to make that step forward or up or just in a different direction? And it it's you know, when you go inside of yourself, you're like, oh, wait a minute, there I am, this little being in this dark corner of my of my heart. And here comes Glorianne, and she's like, hey remember there's a light switch above you just turn the light switch on and it's like oh hey look at there's that light switch let me just reach oh my gosh look at this heart wow it's all lit up now and oh my gosh i remember this and i remember you would oh my gosh let's you you know what i mean
0: totally i'm imagining it's so funny you use the metaphor of a house And, you know, if you think of the house as being, I don't know, like everything that you think you should be and making it all beautiful so that the neighbors think that you're great and spending so much money and time on making your the outside of your house look so wonderful. And then maybe meditation is like the ground floor. So, you know, not worrying about what's going on on the outside, like letting yourself just come to rest. But then hypnosis is the basement and it's scary down there and we don't go yep. down there because it's dark and we maybe have stuff from years ago down there that we've kind of forgotten about and, you know, yeah. all all of those boxes that we keep meaning to sort out, but we just were too busy like painting our house to, to really yep. be bothered to go down to the basement and we forgot where the light switch is and it's scary and we don't really need that stuff. So yeah. that's kind of why I love that metaphor because it's like, oh, actually when we make the time to like go down into the basement, turn the light on and be like,
2: Oh,
1: there's
0: a lot of stuff in here that's actually still quite useful that I actually
1: need, but I've just been ignoring it because it's down okay. Yeah. So know? what if you're in the basement and you turn the light on and you find a box that has your favorite um baby doll in it. And then you're you're like, oh my goodness, here's little I don't know. Susie. Here's little Susie. I love little Susie. When I had little Susie, I felt really confident, and I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to be a mom, and I really take care, I took care of little Susie as best as my little five-year-old self could, and she loved me, and she, you know, I fed her, and, and I bathed her, and I diapered her, and all that stuff. And I did a really good job. It's amazing. Maybe I forgot about her, but now you're at the point where, you know, I want to be a mom and I'm a little bit afraid and I don't know what to do. And should I do it? But if you have that memory of your little baby and knowing that you have that nurturing, just um, that, that innate nurturing mother feeling, you can do it. You can do, you can, you can do anything. So it's like, you know, turn that light on. Yeah. Mom, mom to be, you can do that. This is, let's unpack some of these things and, and show how, how you grew and how you projected that love and took care. And, and, you know, when you're five years old, you're imagining all sorts of things, you know, I'm going to take my baby doll on a, on a walk to the zoo and we're going to, Eat, you know what I mean? You you have a whole you go through a whole life with your baby doll when you're five. What did I say? Five or did I say ten? I don't know. When, um, yeah, when you're five, but I kind five. I kind of love how that can
0: apply to so many things because it, it can. I mean, to use the metaphor again, like perhaps you haven't done any artwork for years because you're too afraid that you're not good at it, or you yeah. you really want to start writing again, but you know you, you kind of. You're too afraid that you won't be very good. So, but if you go down into the basement and you remember that actually you used to love, you used to love writing, and you find a notebook of of your, you know, your early eight year old writing or whatever. It's just it could be it could apply to so many things, and and it's just such a fantastic metaphor about what it means to kind of get back in touch with who you were. It's the it's the cliche phrase, but it's like who were you before the world told you who you were supposed to be? And I just I love that phrase because as an adult you always feel like you're juggling so many different plates and that's not the right metaphor. You're spinning so many different plates. You don't, don't know, you're, you're you spinning. don't juggle plates,
1: do you? <laughs> you're spinning. I guess you could. I guess you could juggle plates. <laughs> I don't think it's a little bit more dangerous, but um you know okay. so you brought up um the painting and the writing. I've actually done uh, a week series with with artists and people that have never picked up a paintbrush before. So they wow. got their um, their tool list, you know, the the materials list that they needed, and we started. And I brought them. They met their inner artist. Everybody has an inner artist. Everybody has. Um, you know, an inner voice that, that has a story to tell. We just, we just need to reconnect with it. And hypnotherapy is, is so amazing like that um, because it gets all of this noise out of the way. It gets every, you know, all of those voices saying, um, you know, you can't, you can't do this because you don't have this, that, or the other thing. But you know what? You have everything you need and it's inside of you, and Mm,
0: totally, I love that, I'm like, feeling super relaxed, just talking to you right now, I'm like, closing my eyes, and I'm just like, "Mm "Mm-hmm, Gloria, like, she knows what's up, (laughs) so good, so (laughs) something that I know you've spoken about before, and we have obviously touched upon it, but it's about getting in touch with your inner child, which I know is obviously a key part of your work, and we have just spoken about that, but Flipping it to something slightly more, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say negative because it's not negative, but it's like in the same way that we can meet our inner artist, which is obviously a really positive thing that can lead us to be really creative. I know you've also spoken about the need to meet ourselves and forgive ourselves. Oh, yeah. So, what if we do this inner child work or we do a hypnosis ses- session and we meet our inner child or we rediscover the boxes in the basement and what we find is actually not that positive and it makes us almost feel worse what what happens then and how do we forgive ourselves
1: sure so when we meet that inner child that has been um hurt in some way emotionally physically um as adults now we meet that inner child with this knowledge with this strength that hey we actually made it to adulthood look at me i made it so then you you arrive as that superhero um to that to that little child that is you know feeling that they're just you know worthless or um have no place in this world or should you know just never speak up Um, You meet them as this adult that says, look at, look at, it's okay. Look at me. Look, look, look how, look where you, where you are and where you've come. So I want you to come out of that darkness. I want you to come out into the darkness. I want you to come into the light and I want you to, to see me and I'm going to help you. So that's how you help bring that inner child that's been hurt. Um, in, into their own strength, into knowing that, you know what, I, I do, you know, maybe I didn't um, get the attention or the love that I needed when I was a child, and, and that's who you're meeting there. So, as the adult now, you would come and embrace that inner child and love, which basically means you're learning to love yourself. And a lot of people. Are always looking for this love outside of themselves, but if they don't know how to love themselves first, then it's they're they're just gonna miss it. You know, it's not ever gonna fit because they didn't turn that that dial on in themselves that says, "Hi, I'm I love myself. Who who else is is ready to love and love with me and love together?" Um, so yeah, we. In a session like that, we I would take the client and, and we would go in and learn to love and just oh you, you know, I s there's so many times that um, when I'm working with clients that you know I see them and they have tears running down their face and and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I've never felt so much love in my entire life, this deep love, this this flowing, and I say you know, this, this is, oh, I'm just <laughs> getting emotional just talking about it. Um, this is, this is love. This is what love is. And when you can love yourself, you can receive love. And you know now what love is. So you're not going to choose um, a bad relationship based on, you know, maybe gifts that you get or or things that are said to you. If that feeling that you're feeling right now is not there, then that's not your relationship. So, um
0: that totally. it is- reminds me of a phrase that I use as well in meditation and it sounds very similar, which is it's about like coming home to yourself and having a home within yourself because if you know who you are and you you are able to get to a space or get to a frame of mind whatever you want to call it where Mm -hmm. you feel safe where you feel secure in who you are and I guess you could also say what you have said you know feel loved in your own body then you are able to well you're you're kind of free because you're not looking to anyone else for that feeling you're not you're not looking to external sources like you said to make yourself feel good so you're able to have a much more tuned in compass to what is good for you what you need what you don't need if someone's treating you badly you're much quicker to be like hey actually I don't want to feel that way so yeah that's kind of why I think what you say about forgiving yourself it's like you were a child back then so it's okay that you felt sad or it's okay that you felt scared but actually like I'm an adult now and we're gonna work together to to recognize that we are good like we are fine
1: in our adult body um so when you're in a hypnosis session you can do that almost uninterrupted it's and what I mean by that is your subconscious mind, we kind of set it to the side. It can be an observer. It can observe. We don't want it saying, but what about this? Well, how, you know, this happened here. So how do you explain that? This is not what it's about. This is about that interaction right now, right with this this inner child and you and all of, there's there's no interruptions. You know it's just literally this spotlight and everything else fades away and it's just you're able to go deeper you're able to you're able to see more because um that constant state of you know interruption from that conscious mind is not saying well this is going to be bad or you don't deserve this healing you don't deserve this love and you know we have to <laughs> that subconscious that that conscious mind needs to understand that wait a minute yeah actually i do i do deserve this love and i do deserve a new start and i do deserve to have a voice and i do deserve to have boundaries and i do deserve to know that you know, I I am an amazing being. I'm here for a reason. And the world needs to see me be my best. And if my best means that every day I have to take a step forward or a step up or a step into a different direction that raises me up, then so be it. Because that's why I'm here. I'm not here to be in this pit of despair and and hurt, um, that's it's that's you know, you can you have a choice. It's it's all about choice. And your conscious mind is telling you, no 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 no, you don't have a choice, where your heart and your subconscious mind are like, wait a minute, we have all of these pieces, we can do all of this. I don't you know, conscious mind, I don't know what you're talking about, but we're gonna do this. And it's okay if it's going to be a little weird at first right you know talking about we started off with sherbet you, you know what what flavors is, well I don't know what flavor it is but let's try it we might like it watermelon sherbet I never had watermelon sherbet before but hey Harry Styles has this great song about watermelon sugar so it could be really good who knows um, <laughs> <laughs> right I know
0: uh, I I, I totally get i totally get what you're saying it's kind of giving it really is giving yourself permission to understand where maybe a lot of your blocks to receiving love Mm -hmm. and i kind of like you did use that phrase receiving love and in my experience it if you don't mind me using my experience just for a second in my experience hypnosis not that i'm i i'm not a teacher of hypnosis but i have had a couple of sessions with a hypnosis teacher in, here in the uk and actually i was very skeptical about it and i was like what is this hypnosis thing like it sounds like very woo woo to me like i'm all about the science you know me gloria and i'm very i'm like i'm all about like i need to see like mri scans about this before i believe that it's true so i just did it like i was like okay i what have i got to lose like nothing so i so i tried and what what was so interesting is that being in that state like you said before of like really deep relaxation where you're not really awake but you're not asleep either and having the permission to be in that space for me it really brought up connections between things that I had never thought of before and if you had asked me to like journal on it if you'd asked me to like think about it, I probably wouldn't have even realized like it wouldn't have even come up, like I say, even journaling about it. And it was like I don't mind sharing this example. Like I realized in my hypnosis session that I had this belief that if I'm successful and if I make a lot of money with my business or or however I make money, then I will be really disappointing my father. And I was like what the actual heck like that makes that makes no sense like if anything if I was really successful surely my father who thank goodness is still alive you know surely he would be happy for me of course like why wouldn't he but my subconscious was telling me like no but you know, you relied on your father when you were a child. He was the provider for the family. He was the one that, you know, brought home the money. He was the one that was always going to work, making sure that you guys had enough stuff, making sure that you had everything you needed. And so my subconscious little brain, like my little nine-year-old brain was telling me that if I made my own money, I would be disappointing my dad because I wouldn't need him anymore. So I was sabotaging myself from making my own money because this little nine-year-old part of my brain thought that I didn't, I didn't want to make money because I would be disappointing my dad. And like that came out from my first hypnosis session. And I was like, Whoa, hold on (laughs) a second. Like this is like deep vulnerable stuff that comes out.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because you had, you know, that, that's just a snapshot in time and that's what stuck with you. Um, And you didn't, Get, you kept that there and it's like, okay, this is really super important and this is this is where I'm going to um my belief about success is gonna stay right here in my nine year old thinking. But your high school and your college and whatever else other experiences that you've learned have shaped what success is. And You know, I bet if you asked your father, you know, he wouldn't say, oh, no, I want you to rely on me forever. Right? You know, he would say (laughs) the
0: exact opposite of that. He would say, he would say, what the heck? Why are you not making more money already? Go ahead and do it. I don't need you to rely on me anymore. (laughs) You know,
1: I I, want to keep my own money. I want to go on vacation. (laughs) I'm going to retire. You, you, you get your own money. So, yeah, exactly. Um, But it's, that's what's so interesting. Your your little nine-year-old didn't allow that to come in, and and it was like, okay, here's my block, and I'm standing on it, and I'm standing on it with, you know, my little nine-year-old self, and I'm going to guard this until you can go in and talk to your nine-year-old and say, hey, guess what? Dad actually... Actually, wants us to do for ourselves so that we can learn how to fish ourselves and feed ourselves forever, and and then you're not gonna be like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess so. And you kind of it's like a re-education. It's all re-education. Absolutely, absolutely. But I love that. I love that story. And and isn't it shocking? Isn't it like? What do you? what, What do you mean? Yeah. I'm sabotaging myself because my nine-year-old says my dad has to be you know my source of living uh-huh. ah, nine-year-old what do they know
0: I know I know and and that that's kind of one of the reasons why I think hypnosis is and hypnosis the way that you do it as well like I really feel like it it has such a problem that word like people talk like exactly what you said right at the beginning people think that it's about being a chicken on stage and it completely isn't um and I that's one of the reasons why I think it's so powerful because I do think that it allows us to yeah like figure out these connections that otherwise we totally wouldn't ever give ourselves time and space to examine
2: yeah
0: absolutely okay so let's talk about the breath I would love to ask you about how the breath plays a role in your practice. And I'm also going to ask you about habits because a lot of what we're talking
2: about feels quite emotional and feels quite deep. And is there a way of using the
0: tools of what you do in a more kind of routine habit way? So, okay, so that was kind of two questions in one. so first of all, let's talk about the breath because I know that you start your sessions with the breath, and in meditation, of course, the breath is used as a really fantastic anchor to help you kind of get grounded and get get safe, make yourself feel comfortable. Is the breath used in the same way in hypnosis?
1: The breath is absolutely used in the same way um, as meditation. Um, The idea, so we spend a lot of our time very interested in what's going on outside of us. You know, what is that person doing? What what am I wearing? How is, you know, it's, it's always outside of us. So the breath brings you back into your body because it's a sensation that you can feel. You can't necessarily feel your heartbeat unless you've got pressure on a, you know, Exactly. <laughs> um, so yes, you, you were just checking your pulse, and was, <laughs> right? I can check my pulse.
0: <laughs> but yeah, totally. I get what you mean
1: about about breathing. Yeah, the breath is automatic. It's not something you have to start or stop. You can always bring your attention to it, no matter what, um, and it will bring attention to you. It will bring your attention to it if you stop breathing. Right and if you are you know exercising and you're winded, so you're very aware of your breath um when we do a session it i do i start with your breath, I tell somebody to breathe in deeply in hypnosis with hypnosis, I give the breath um another job, so I tell my client that now this this breath is bringing you in oxygen and you're releasing uh the carbon dioxide but i also want you to know that your breath has got this really big job and that is expanding the tight areas in your body the tightness where you're holding on to that tension and on the exhale that tension is going to be released So it's very much uh, a mind-body connection made right there. That, again, the idea is to um, bring yourself down, bring yourself to calm, to this peaceful place. And if you're not feeling peaceful in your body, you need to get that out. So the breath is super, super important in the way that I deliver uh, a hypnosis session. And, you know, on the way out, you know, before I take you out of your hypnosis session, I will tell people, you know, and, and this is to the second part of your question, um, habits. So I want my clients to know that they can count. Um, I tell them oh, hypnosis, I, I my delivery is through counting and then um, typically through counting and if it's with uh somebody that is always in their brain i'll do it a little bit differently so they're not like oh i'm gonna get to two and then she's gonna do something you know because they're still thinking um so i'll do a little bit of a different uh induction and um but on the way out i tell them you always have your breath and you always have your numbers so if you are feeling and depending on what we're working on if you're feeling insecure if you are feeling full of worry and dread if you are afraid to step forward into something new come to your breath count backwards and then do whatever it is you need to do so we'll have um kind of like an if then statement if And it's an if-then mantra is what I call it. Um, Even though, or even though, statement. uh, Even though I don't know what is going to happen, I'm going to make that next step forward. And then you breathe, and then you count, and then you go. And it it gives you that permission to move forward. It gives you that permission to claim that self-worth it gives you that permission to say, you know, I'm going to do this because I'm worth it. And um a lot of people are looking for permission from others. And other people are very interested in themselves or very interested in other things and might not understand that you are looking for permission from them. Because you don't say, "Hey, do I have can I have your permission to um, continue? Like, yeah, for your dad, dad, do I have permission to be successful? Like, isn't that a weird thing? Would you ever ask that? But maybe if your nine-year-old self asked that, he would have been like, heck yeah, you go for it. This is, this is how I want you to be. I'm raising you, you know, to, to see what you can be and, and then step into that. Um, yeah. So, we need to learn to give ourselves this permission, and that's, and that's what we do. Yeah, that's
0: I just love how practical that is. Some really practical tips there because that was kind of why I was asking you about habits, really. Because I find that habits are so useful. Well, see, I should say, seeing these tools as something that we can incorporate into our normal routines and our normal habits that we have in the day. I find that to be extremely useful because it means that it's something that can be accessible and useful for you in your normal life. You don't have to always be in a formal meditation session or a formal hypnosis session to continue to reap the benefits of the practice and to remember oh yeah I have these tools like I always talk about meditation as kind of one of your tools in your emotional toolbox and maybe maybe sleep is another one exercise is another one eating well is another one like whatever you can go as far into the toolbox as you want but I would see hypnosis as kind of another tool it's like oh okay this is going to help me figure this out and this is really useful for these reasons but maybe sometimes I don't have time to like go through my whole toolbox. I'm just in a situation and I need like a quick reminder almost of like how I can apply the lessons that I learned in the formal, in the formal practice in the formal session. And I love how you said that. Like, it's okay. You have the phrase, you have that. It's almost like a mantra. It's like, I
1: can do this. Absolutely. Even though, even though there's, There's whatever is staring you right in the face or whatever that feeling is, even though you're going to still move forward. Mm. And it, it just gives you that permission.
0: Yeah. And the counting is super interesting as well, because actually I don't really use counting in my own meditation practice. And I've had to learn to use counting with my clients because for me counting just distracts me I'm like because I'm not I'm not a big mathematical person like I'm not like and also I think it's very so funny what you said that you sometimes for people that are massive overthinkers you actually use a different system because I would I would be that person being like huh she 's going to count down from ten and then she 's going to get to one and is she going to go to zero what 's going to happen when she gets to number two? Is it going to go deeper what's ha- I would be that person, so I find it so hilarious but also i 've had to learn how to incorporate counting into my meditation leading because so many of my clients find counting the breath to be so useful because it 's mm-hmm. like it 's almost like because you have to focus on the numbers and you don 't want to mess up it 's almost like.
1: <laughs> Well, it's it's funny you say that because yeah. I, that, that's what I do. I count down and I'll count. I count from 15 to 1 and I'll get to 12 and I'll be like, am I on 11 yeah. or 10? <laughs> so then sometimes I might just skip a number like I, cause, because now I'm confused. And I'll be like, okay, and, and then the next number, let's go with 10. 10, you're feeling this way. And I'm like, ah, sometimes I write them down on my notebook so I know where I am. So, yeah.
0: That's Um, so funny.
1: I love that. It's actually hilarious. It's hilarious. And and it almost happens every time because when I um, help somebody get into that hypnotic state um, as a practitioner, I'm kind of, I need to meet them where they are. So I need to be in um, kind of like a higher state so that I can lead them. But not knowing um, their whole life, I can't be, my conscious mind can't be caught up saying, oh, I wonder if this happened or if I, you know, you know what I mean? This is a very um, intuitive kind of session so that we flow together. Mm -hmm. And because I do it so often, my flow starts probably at 13 and I still have to count down to one. I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I? 100%
0: yeah 100% counting just in general is a really good tool for practicing
1: mindfulness because like you say it's really easy to forget where you are circling back to the breath um the breath is really really important and I give the breath another job of that releasing that tension that's held in the body so that's 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 one of the things that I feel is really important about um that tool now that they take with them that counting five to one and that breath is working the words are working and there's that connection that mind body connection that can then release them to move forward absolutely and that brings me really well onto my next
0: question because as much as we've talked about looking backwards and understanding what happened to you in the past and looking at your inner child and forgiving yourself and all of these fantastic tools often a lot of the reason why we're doing this isn't just because we want to kind of feel better. It's because we want to be able to actually deal with challenging situations in our lives and also go ahead and move forward so that we can do things that we maybe didn't realize we could do. Or, like I say, deal with challenging situations. And I'd love to talk about that because I know that, I mean, previously in this conversation, you've said that making friends with your inner child or understanding your inner child can help you. For example, if you're a mother and you're afraid of, you know, you're, you're about to give birth or you're thinking about having children and you're thinking, well, I don't know if I, if I know how to do this, like, am I going to be a good mother? Like, how the heck do, do I know? What, what do I know about being a mother? So there's those sorts of situations. But I also know that you are launching a new program called Upheaval, which as it sounds is about helping people deal with difficult times and moving forward in their lives despite difficulties and i mean upheaval we could talk it could be anything but i mean recently the world has kind of collectively gone through its own upheaval
1: with covid Welcome and then 2020 exactly you
0: know like it's crazy i mean talk about upheaval i mean it's the perfect time for for this program so i would love to know kind of what is upheaval what is what is the program that you've created and how does it use these tools to move forward? So we're not just looking back at our inner child, but we're also using these tools as a way to to confront future situations in our lives.
1: Yes, yes. So I am pretty certain, given everybody's ages, that none of us uh, remembers going through anything like this. Right. So even our inner child is at a loss with this and we are kind of each of us grasping at, oh, my gosh, you know, what what can I hold on to? What is going to save me? What is going to give me um, this balance? And and what it is, is what what a lot of people have been turning to is the past, you know, before, you know, what we did in 2019 as i want, okay now this this normal i want i want that normal and now we have a new normal but when we say a new normal it doesn't allow us to live in the moment which is where we are and not where we were before so upheaval i've actually created to help people move into this space that we're in currently and not spending so much time wishing and wanting and mourning the loss of many of the freedoms that we had before. You know, there's so many things that we didn't think of that now we have either we can't do, um, we have to do in a modified fashion that nobody wants to do. It's it's really, really, really difficult for everybody, and everybody has. Um, you know, they come at it from different ways. But if you're the kind of person that is just stuck and you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and you don't know where to turn. And and these are a lot of, these words I say a lot because this is is what I hear from my clients. These are the ways they feel. Um, So I talk about them because if it clicks with you if you have that feeling then this could help you versus telling you the end result you know well maybe I don't need that end result but uh, wait a minute if I'm confused and sad and mad and you know I have emotional changes every half second and I can't keep up with if anything it's overwhelming you know all of that um and again there's that deep breath if you notice because when i speak of these motions they kind of flash through me so i have to rely on that breath to release that tension and that's that is one of my habits that i have that breath was on purpose um so this whole um it's a 30-day program and It is self-led. It comes out, you know, you join, you get your first week of homework. You get your second week of homework. So maybe you're not ready for that second week and you need to do that first week over. Or you find, you know, um, you need to work on your acceptance of what is now versus what was. And you need that time to grieve. So maybe it's a grieving point that you're now, oh, I didn't know I had to grieve the loss of, you know, maybe just going to the grocery store and smiling at somebody and, you know, seeing that smile. Um, I didn't know I had to grieve that loss. Well, yeah, that's, that's a big loss because that's, that's how we communicate. That's one of our communication skills that are tools that, you know, that says, Hey, Hey, I'm a kind person and you're a kind person. Let's share that smile, right? So now we have to grieve that loss. Um, And then we have to come into this state of acceptance. Well, maybe we can't see the smile anymore, but now we could focus on the eyes. Ooh, that's kind of a big one, right? So the eyes are the windows of the soul. So now we're actually forced to look deeper into somebody and connect on an even deeper level because now we're making this eye contact mm. uh, so you know that's that if you look at that as this win versus this loss then you've come to an acceptance and you can you know now when I look at you and I look in your eyes and I say oh my gosh there she is oh she smiled." I I actually had a conversation the other day with a woman that was telling me all about how happy she is. And (laughs) she was saying, and if she's not happy, you'll see it in my eyes. And I joked with her and I said, yeah, if I see it in your eyes, I'm gonna be further away than six feet. I'm gonna be 50 feet. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and then if you can find the humor, if you can find humor in your life, again, the humor is so um, cathartic and Mm -hmm. it is so healing um so it's it's those that's literally just two things that i touch on um out of the whole program and it just helps people um through acceptance through planning okay so what can you plan moving forward you know how do you meet these new challenges or how do you make these challenges into something that could work for you such as bringing your attention now to the eyes and, you know, making that soul connection. Mm. Um, It's so
0: funny that you use the word acceptance, because that's exactly what I was thinking when you were speaking. And before you said the word acceptance, I was thinking, oh, to me, that sounds like a, a heck of a lot, like accepting our past, like making peace with our past. And it kind of just reminds me what you were saying before about everything to do with our inner child and understanding what's happened in the past it's not so that we can stay stuck in the past it's not so that we only think about the past and we focus everything on on what happened before it's almost like you say so that we can go and meet it but not so that we can stay stuck there so that we can accept it and meet it where we are now and be in the present and kind of bring the past into the present and sort of say okay well that's what happened then but now I understand it and what I'm going to do now is accept it and use it as a basis to move forward
1: absolutely absolutely um in the you know in the program there's hyp- hypnosis Uh it's a hypno meditation is actually what I call it um there's questionnaires I love quizzes I'm a huge fan of quizzes so I guess maybe um my question the very first question what am I currently obsessed with um if it's not ice cream it's quizzes (laughs) and I like them because people get out of their thinking minds um and then get into their hearts because they can when they read the options it's like oh how does that feel how does that feel how does that feel um, so that's another another tool that I use in the program. Um, it's like you were saying, like gut reaction. When people do quizzes, they
0: don't think like, oh, what should I choose? They're just like, oh, that one, that one.
1: Yeah, I like that answer. Exactly. exactly. It's not a, you know, you know, they don't have to do a whole whatever inventory of how they would act or whatever. It's just an automatic um, choose between four things. Um I don't know what else can I tell you about the program. It's 30 days. Um When is it available? Can we sign up at any point? So it is going to go live uh this next week. Um I'm doing a soft launch right now. So what's today's date? Today is June Jul- July 7th. And um it's going to be a soft launch this week and then next week it'll be live. And what I'm actually doing is, I think it's really important um, for me to give back to the world, to everybody listening, to anybody that I can reach. Um, and I, my part is free. The tools are the only thing that you will need to to buy the materials so um and that that is only going to be until probably the last time i think i'm i think i'm going to have the program free from july august and september so each of those months um you'll have free access to it with the you know the purchase of the materials and like that'll all be explained um and each month I decided that I want to give like these really cool bonuses. So, people that join in July will get August bonuses. People that join in August will get August bonuses. Okay, wait a minute. So, yeah, so the July people will get July bonus and August bonus. And then, people that, you know, if they join, does this even make sense? I'm confusing myself. It does. Uh, so, if they join in
0: July, they get July. <laughs> august and uh, september bonuses and september, yeah <laughs> if they join in august they get august and september and if they join in september they only get september so you're encouraging people to like yeah. get off the fence and join as soon as possible and then they'll exactly. get they'll get the most amount well, of bonuses
1: you got it you got it and i know um because i'm all about uh these bonuses i was like oh my gosh we need to give a hannah bonus so we will have a badass bonus or any, at any point, at any point, actually, uh, whether it's after it's, you know, a full price or whatever, you will always get the badass bonus you if you put that in the, the code area. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: so, I love it. <laughs> i love it okay cool yeah because this podcast is probably not going to go out until august so it's good that yeah. it's going to be available until then so that's perfect
2: yeah
1: yeah so august and september and then and then it'll be it'll be a life bonus you know it'll always be open that bonus so i have to figure out what the bonus is going to be it'll be something really cool you something know, it's
0: something extra that'll help people to yeah. to get the most out of the the 30 days fabulous yeah. So you did touch upon it before but we I would love to know yourself as a teacher Mm -hmm. and as a female entrepreneur are there any habits and rituals and routines that you swear by that help you to live these principles in your own life because I know from my experience that it can be super easy as a teacher to be like okay well this is what you should do and I have all these great plans and I'm going to give my clients all my best ideas. And then when it comes to yourself, you're like, okay, now I'm done. I don't have
1: anything left for myself. Right, right. So one of the things that I tend to always tell my clients is um, we inevitably we work with boundaries and um, I tell them to suit up in their, their little energy suit um, to help them power up, you know, inside, and then also to make it so they deflect, you know, incoming things that people say that might be hurtful, or that just don't support them in any way, you know, that's, that just bounce off, right? So that's something that I always tell people to do. I don't necessarily do it myself. Um, I probably should get into the habit of it, because everybody says, oh, I I put on my, my energetic boundary suit and you know, we talk about what it looks like and, you know, usually people <laughs> end up looking like Joan of Arc or, you know, one of the super superheroes. Um, but one thing that I always do without fail at the end of the day, um, when I'm laying in bed, I kind of like, you know, go over um the things that I've done. Sometimes I tell people to write it down just to get it out of their mind so they can sleep. Um, But I just, I'm, I'm able to just go over them and just kind of let it out. And then the very last thing I do is I just send healing energy from my heart out to the world. And then I go to sleep just like that. And it's, it's really good.
2: It's really calming.
1: And and I I feel that it, you know, helps whoever, whoever's open to receiving that that healing and that, that love that I send out.
0: Oh, my goodness! that I love that I mean from a purely pra- practical level, I really love the the to done list. I can't mm-hmm. remember who i who I heard this from. It might have been just me, I think maybe. I have heard other people talk about it, but I think I I started writing a to-done list, which is basically a to-do list, but stuff that you've already done that day, right? So you finish the day, and instead of thinking about, oh, everything that I didn't achieve and everything that's still on my to-do list that I didn't get done today, you write down everything that you did get done, and for me, inevitably, I end up with more things on my to-done list than I thought I was going to have on there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and if you, if for any reason you're having a bad day, and you're like, I didn't get anything done, well, you lived through the day, (laughs) and that's a lot. You lived, (laughs) you made it to the end of the day. Totally, totally. Yeah, so there's always something to put on that
0: to done i love that to done list yeah. To done list yeah i mean you can you can make a to-do list for the next day as well if you want to but i kind of i haven't got into the habit of it as much as i should but i really feel like it's such a it's such a powerful practice to literally be like okay cool well i've got stuff that i still need to do tomorrow obviously the to-do list never ends especially if you're an entrepreneur but also what did i get done today and even if it's just i had a shower like, that's already pretty good, like, some days,
1: that's pretty good, you know, (laughs) considering, considering the, the past few months that we've had, that is definitely a good one, right? Exactly, (laughs) I love that,
0: I love that, and also, oh, what a fantastic thing to, to be lying in bed, and sending out kind of healing, healing energy to the world, like, what a beautiful way of, of ending the day, I mean, I, I, I would love to say that I do a similar thing but usually I'm just like oh I'm grumpy I'm tired I'm going to bed
1: <laughs> well you, you know when you can um what you put out comes back to you I go from there I'm like all right what would I like what would I want back I love it you know just that peace and that calm and healing you know that love that's what I send out I also love that when you said that there was a gust
0: of wind that we can hear on the microphone and it's almost like you're breathing out all this healing energy and the wind is like breathing back at you it's brilliant I love it fantastic so okay so this is going to be funny because you said that you don't really use the word badass or words like (laughs) it but I would love to know and maybe you'll rephrase it to a word that you would be more likely to use but what does being a
1: badass mean to you so, being a badass to me means being a rebel. um I am a rebel through and through. I don't like directions i and I never have um I like to go my own way if somebody says, "Here's this path," and everybody's taking it I'm like, "Yeah i'm going to go this way um i and I mean not that I'm a trailblazer, but i want to do things my way so um, sometimes it gets me in trouble sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get things done but it's so much more interesting and I feel like I learned so much more uh, in this rebellion place that that's in me you know this this energy that says you know do it your way and um yeah that's
0: that's what badass means to me totally I feel the same way because I think female entrepreneurs, especially, you kind of have to be a bit of a rebel to be an entrepreneur. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe for some people, it's like the normal, natural thing that they would normally grow up to do, like to be an entrepreneur. But for so many people that I know and the clients that I work with, it's like the last thing they thought they would end up doing. And it's kind of for them, they've had to really choose an alternative path to the one they thought they were going to go on. And to do that, you have to be
1: a bit of a rebel, I think. Yeah, because if people have been telling you to be one thing, you know from grade school you know what are you going to be when you grow up so you have the four main things you don't want to be a doctor a nurse a fireman or a an actor or a a, you know play sports oh there's so much more there's so much more totally totally
0: I mean that could be a whole other podcast conversation because I could just (laughs) talk about that for hours anytime anytime. (laughs) absolutely fantastic okay so the last question, and I know yeah. people will be really interested in this because they'll want to sign up to your upheaval program, but also just to come and find out more about your work because it really does feel like there's so much there to explore. Where can people find you, connect with you online? How should people come and find out more about you? Sure.
1: sure. So um, my website is gloriannjones.com. Uh, Facebook is also oh, what is it? Facebook is Glorianne Jones Life Coach. Um, Instagram is Glorianne Jones. I try to keep it because my name is kind of a little, it's kind of different. Um, yeah, I, I try to keep that the same. I I do tell different stories on different um, social media outlets. So on Instagram, you'll hear more about um, hypnobirthing. So hypnosis with hypnobirthing on Facebook. You'll hear more about, um, you know, the upheaval program and on my website, you'll get all information about other things that I offer as well, like uh, past life regression, um, other, other ways that hypnosis can be used uh, to help people just grow and, and come into themselves and, and just be happy with themselves that's that's kind of what it's all about this this journey here
0: totally and I love that you said that because I often think especially when I'm effectively selling meditation often I've had business coaches in the past say to me well what are the tangible benefits of meditation like what is it going to give me in my life and sometimes I'm a bit like well yeah like it'll help you make money it'll help you whatever but also like It'll help you feel happier in yourself,
1: yeah, yeah, well, what you know i I would put that right back at them, you know what what do you want? Well, why do you want money? Well, what are you going to get with money? Okay, so really, you just want to be happy. Okay. Well, you can absolutely make money and be happy? You can be happy and not make money, and you know, but the happy is is where it's at. 100%. That, that love that self-acceptance that's all we want that's, yeah that's what we
0: want. and like to to go back to what you were saying before and like finish the podcast off like full circle it's like you said it really is like meeting yourself as you were and accepting it so that you can bring it into the present and be okay with yourself as you are and then use that acceptance to move forward into the next chapter into what you want to be in future and I just love how you've explained that because that's exactly what I tried to do with my meditation you know that's the three-part framework that I help people through yeah Yeah, all
1: of these all of these tools are amazing and I feel the more tools somebody has the easier it will be for them to get to reach their goal. So, I mean, I. it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's acupuncture or meditation or hypnotherapy or, you know, some other kind of, you know, EFT, the tapping. These are all tools. And the more tools you can have, the better. 100%.
0: Gloria Ann, thank you so much for your time. We're going to have to end it there, but I feel like you're such a calming, wise presence and I could talk to you all day, but that wouldn't be practical for anyone, so I'm going to say thank you so so much for your time. It's been a real genuine joy and um yeah, thanks so much and I hope people will go and discover more about your work on the various
1: platforms that you mentioned. Thank you. Thank you for having me and and it was uh equally as exciting and rewarding to share this time with you and 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 our listeners thank you
0: if you enjoy this podcast the best way to support it is to hit subscribe and leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever you usually listen so that many other like-minded women just like you and me can discover it and share the word I'd also absolutely love it if you could let me know what your favorite takeaway was from this week's episode. Come and tag me on Instagram at Breathe Like a Badass. You can take a screenshot of the podcast episode that you're listening to, or just come and drop me a DM. Because let's be honest, I'm on Instagram pretty much every single day, and I would absolutely love to hear from you thank you so much for listening. As I say, the best way that you could continue to support podcasts like this and incredible women in business, just like the ones that I interview on this show, is to hit subscribe, leave a review and share. In the meantime, thank you again and I cannot wait to see you back here for next week's episode. Just remember, breathe like the badass you are and you won't go far wrong.